Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Kevin Campion story. This is part two. On part one, the heartbreak of a bitter split that led him to living in his car and the frustrating early years of his football career. The story continues. Mate, amazingly, after 97, you were let go by the Rams, but from a negative to a positive, you ended up with the Broncos. Yep. A blessing in disguise, two premierships in three years. Both were great, obviously. Personally, did one feel different from the other? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, they did. 98 was, uh, you know, I was uh, on the bench um, in, a, in a star-studded um, red-hot side, uh, probably one of the you know, best grand final Brisbane sides of all time. Um, fortunate enough to be uh, included in the 17. But, you know, you look at two years later, we, we really had to change the way um, the Broncos played. We, yeah. we weren't the flashy score from any, um, you know, any area of the field, 100-metre uh, tries. We weren't that so – we, so Wayne basically changed the whole um, game plan was yep. built built around our forward pack, and it was a really intimidating forward pack. And oh yes, I, I know we went through the '99 season. Um, you know, we we had a really bad trot of of losses. I think we won one out of our first 11, oh. 11 games, yep. and then we won ten out of our last eleven games to scrape Scraping, into the final. Yeah. We scraped into the final, but and that really took a lot out of us. Mm. Um, we were exhausted. Um, I think we played uh, Cronulla. In the first, um, one of the first, well, I think it was eight v one back then, and they gave us a really good, good um, touch up. Yep. And I just uh, so our nine and the two thousand season was just built around our forward pack and and the grind. And you know if, if teams could get over the top of that, then you know they deservedly won won the game. Um, but it wasn't that many times they did. We we. Uh, we were really hardened, and we were, we were probably a bit embarrassed by the '99, uh, you know, because it wasn't the Broncos of old in '99. We, um, yeah. so I think uh, we had a point to prove. Um, uh, yeah, '98 was just a, an amazing side, you know. You you still had the Renoufs, um, the Smiths. Yep. Um, you know, Mickey Hancock was playing. You know, you, you Kevy Walters, Alfie. And uh, yeah, we just knew we had that strike power out 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 wide. We still had a great forward pack. Don't get me wrong; mm. it's a tremendous uh, forward pack. But it was it um, that that two thousand side. We didn't have that that strike out wide. It still had some wonderful players. Don't get me wrong. Um, we uh, but we 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 built our whole season on on our defence and our grind. Is it this period in your career where you grew as a player? Yeah, I think I think '98 was um, was a special year. I, I uh, you know I really wanted to embrace the the Broncos culture and and yep. learn learn about you know learn about you know how to win basically and um, and it was it wasn't um, you know it it didn't come 
a lot in my early years. You yeah. Know, winning was just, you know, it wasn't there. You know, it wasn't until I got to St. George that we, you know, I, I tasted, you know, I probably beat Manly for the first time mm. or, you know, there's a lot of teams I beat for the first time in that in that uh, 96 season. So mentally, um, Wayne was fantastic and he was very simple, a very simplistic coach. He wasn't uh, over the top, never never overcoached or anything like that. Everything was just... Um, it, it was very, very simple, and and, uh, and he had you, and that's why I think you know he's the greatest coach um, that the game's seen. That he um, he's he's so he, you just want to play for him for one, but um, he 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 breaks the game down in, in very simply, simply that um, you know everyone understands it, and all you know basically everyone knows their job, um, and. You have to have those um, those qualities, quality players in that side to let them do their job. But everyone around them, you know, they just have to do a job. Yeah. Does Wayne make you a better player and a better person? Certainly a better person. Yeah. Um, you know, if I if I a number of times I've I've been um, you know crying out for you know something in my life or something's missing. I ring Wayne and just you know, for a bit of advice, and he's always yep. he always takes the phone calls. Even now, look, I could ring him. Um, I could ring him today, and 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 he'd start. be there for you, hundred percent. Yeah, he's that type of guy, and I th- I think he's there not only for me, but you know probably every every player that he's ever coached. Who were the players you looked up to in the system, and why? I mentioned uh, Ray Herring. Um, yep. Back in '92, we we arrived. Uh, Ray was just one of those um, players that led from the front. Um, he was always he will, he was always the you know utmost professional player. He he um, did everything right. Um, it's something that um, Jamie and I really looked up to. Yep. If, um, he'd always lead from the front. If we were you know pre-season, Ray was even though we, he was uh, one of the older guys in the in the team at the time. We were only twenty. He was you know probably twenty-seven. Yep. He was always leading from the front. Okay. Uh, he didn't worry about um, any of the other um, guys who didn't want to, you know, didn't want to put the effort in. Uh, he just uh, did what he had to do and we sort of followed. We, all we wanted to do was beat Ray at training. So it really helped us um, and, it, and it put us in good stead for, for um, probably the rest of our careers because, you know, the harder you, know, the harder you train, I, th- I think the, the, the better results that you get. How hard was it, how easy was it to leave the Broncos for the Warriors? Because that's not only a football change, that's a life change. Yeah, yeah, it was difficult. I, um, I didn't want to leave, that's for sure, and, and I, I'm pretty sure the Broncos wanted to keep me, but they weren't, they prepared, they weren't prepared to pay. Um, not that I was on big money, you know, um, at the Broncos, but they didn't want to pay me uh, any more than what I was on, and I didn't really want to. Um, get paid than any less than what I was getting, you know, because I, th- I th- you know, I think I, I was a, um, I just worked my way into that starting side, yeah. um, and it took three years to do so. But uh, look, I, I'm not angry at the Broncos a, a, at all because you know Wayne, when I um, when I signed over in um, England for Warrington, and uh, I went over there and, and played. For Ireland in the in the World Cup in two thousand, yeah, and and it was it was freezing and it was wet and cold and and uh, I rang Wayne and just said, mate, I I, I can't bring my kids over here because my young fellow was, was spent 
you know, he probably spent three months in hospital in Brisbane yeah. in, in the hotter weather, but he had, uh, he had bad croup. Okay. During the semifinals, he was like three weeks in, in, in hospital. So I rang Wayne and just said, mate, I, I, you know, I'm not really enjoying this. Can, yep. can you give me some advice? And he said, mate, I, I know the Warriors are, uh, are looking for players. Um, you know, they've just been bought out for, from a new owner and, and uh, I'll, I'll give them a call. This is your current co- club coach. Yes, yes. Giving you advice and tipping you off into a dollar. That's yeah, awesome. Yes, and he basically he he, um, he negotiated the whole deal for me. Wow! And uh, he said, um, and one good thing, Campo, he said uh, that um, you know I'm the Origin coach next year, and you'll be in it. <laughs> there, there is a, a good yarn that goes around that that Wayne. There's a couple of guys Wayne basically said to. If I'm coaching, you're in my side, yeah. and you're one of them. That's a that's a cool yeah so, relationship. And um, and I didn't, you know, I, I I had this conversation when I wanted to get out of Adelaide as well. Yeah, I um having um some troubles, contractual um um troubles with the club. Yep. And I rang Wayne for some advice, and I and he said, uh, "Leave it with me." He said. Uh, Anyway, it rings me back in about a week, and he said, "Mate, I've got a, I've got a plan." He said, <laughs> "I said, um, I want you to sign with the Hunter Mariners." He said, "Oh, I said, oh, okay, yeah, no worries." He goes, "He goes, look, I know they're going to fold. Uh, they won't be in the um, 90, 98 season. They're going to fold." I said, uh, "Okay, okay, no worries." So, why do you want me to sign there? He said, "When they fold, we're going to pick you up." So, I said, so you could collect the money from the Mariners, and he could get you on the cheap under the salary cap. Well, that was his plan. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, the, the so I'm 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 getting married on the Gold Coast in '97. Just and I'm thinking, no, oh, they're not going to fail. They're not going. And I'm ringing Muzz up. Muzz, um, <laughs> Ray Murray was the coach. I said, yeah. And he goes, I said, Muzz, what do you do? You want me to come down and, and start preseason? I, and he said, No, mate, Camper, you just stay up there. You don't worry about it at the moment. The next minute, they folded. And uh, Wayne rings me on the golf course. Uh, um, and he said, Mate, well, you know, they folded. I'll see you training on on Tuesday. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, so look tw- twice in my career that the, the big fellas sort of come up trumps for me. What were your first impressions of the Warriors as a club, but as a lifestyle change? The life, lifestyle over in New Zealand is is, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the people are beautiful. Uh, it's cold. It's cold and and wet. It rains nearly every day. I think. Um, but we really enjoyed it. It was only three away, three hours um, flight from from Brisbane. Yep. Um, our our in, in laws and parents could come over um, if they wanted to, but it was far enough away for them not to. Yes. <laughs> so it was it was good. It was um, look we we really enjoyed um, we really enjoyed it. Um, player wise, you know, there's you know I've played with some some really good players, but. None better than um, some of the players I played yeah. with, with in New Zealand. Um, Stacey Jones, you know, I've got three favourite players that I ever played with, in, in, in Elfie and Lockie and and Stacey. You know, they, they're my three favourite players. Like, and um, and some of the the talent um, that the Warriors had at that time, like you know, you, you had Clinton Tupi and Ali Latiti, and you, I'm, I'm sure you you would have called a number of games with those with those um, kids just. Carving, carving teams up, yeah. The cool thing about that is you ended up co-captain with Stacey Jones. Yeah, yeah. It was look, I um, I rang again. I rang Wayne um, uh, and told him that they they 
uh, they'd offered me the co-captaincy. And he said, mate, that's, uh, I'm really proud of you. I think um, that would be a good thing for you. Yeah. Um, which was lovely. And, I, look, I, uh, they, the, the, the thing um, in the second year I was there, they, they offered me the, the um, captaincy mm. um, alone. Outright, yeah. Outright. And, and I knocked it back. For the fact that I, I didn't want to, um, I didn't want uh, to do that, um, and not do it with you know. I thought I thought Stacey deserved to be captain of that club, and so I, I turned it down. Griffin Air Conditioning offers the highest quality of air conditioning sales and service across the Sydney metropolitan area, providing installation and maintenance to commercial, domestic, and industrial customers. Working with this team, you'll be guaranteed the latest services, technology and developments in the industry. Visit griffinair.com.au and tell them we sent you for a cool deal. Are you a natural leader or is it something you've had to work on? It certainly had to work on it. Um, look, I... I I felt in my last year at the Broncos that I, I was becoming a, a, a leader. Um, Wayne had, had um, put me in positions within the team, uh, leadership roles, and, yep. and uh, you know that, would, that was fantastic. Um, but I really took it upon myself to, um, you know, to lead from the front when I got to the Warriors. Campo, does being a leader go back to Ray Herring? And watching what Ray Herring does, yep. because you've spoken glowingly about Ray twice, yep. and and I'm judging that you thought Ray Herring was the leader that you aspired to. Hundred percent. And one great thing about Ray, he never took a shortcut, and yep. uh, that that was really in- installed in uh, myself and Jamie. Um, and that's what I I, I tried to install when I, I got to yep. the Warriors. You could, you could just tell, um, you know, they weren't. They weren't training like like uh, the Aussies were training. Mm. They had certainly natural ability, and uh, but you know they were always looking for an out, um, even on the on the on the training paddock. So if it got tough, you know there was a there was a lot of guys there that would put up their hand, and, and um, they just didn't know know how to handle that you know that barrier. Uh, Some might say, eighteen years later. There's still a little bit of that in the Warriors. Are they fixable? Well, they just need the right people there to yeah. fix it. Uh, you just can't rely on natural ability. No, and that and that's the thing. Um, yes, they can they can throw the ball, you know, and they can carry the ball, and they they've got so many great skills. But you need you need that mental toughness to to be able to get into 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 a grind with the the better teams, and it's all about grinding now. Just you could just see, um, you could just see Melbourne. Uh, um, even this year, you could just they were they were. I know I know, um, I know Penrith were the minor premiers, but you know they were always the team to beat. Yeah, and if you could beat them at their own game, you know, good luck to you. But you you couldn't beat them at your game. You had to beat them at their own game. You just had to stay in it, stay in it, stay in it until someone cracked. And that's um, and that that's how the Broncos were. Uh, when I left them, you know, the, you know, you had to be really good on the on your on that particular day to beat the Broncos. And I, I um, that two thousand and two grand final. Um, when you look back at it, we we just all we had to do was st- stick to our game. Yep. 
um, but we we decided to play um, the Roosters game and and they yeah, they got yep. the, they got the better of us. Speaking of 2002, your resume moved into elite level that day. One of five players in the history of the game to play in grand finals with three different clubs. How proud of you of that? Yeah, well, I, you probably didn't. I didn't know that at the time, but you know, when you look back on your career, yeah, it, it is. It is something that you you're proud of. And uh, look, I'm very fortunate enough that I played in four grand finals. There's a, a lot of a lot of my of my friends, you know, didn't even play in a final series. Yep. So, you know, that's that's one thing I'm very proud of uh, to play in four grand finals with three different clubs is uh, is amazing. Um, yeah, some the great thing about it that you meet you meet different people at different clubs and you yep. and you become close to those people. So I've got I've got friends. Um, I've got a lot of uh, old boys events that I have that I've <laughs> I'm always invited to, but you um, occupy most of your calendar. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But, uh, yeah, very proud. We asked you earlier about 1997 and your debut for Queensland. Around this time, you debuted as a Maroon in a United competition. Taking nothing away from 97, did this feel different? When I actually debuted? Yeah, look, it felt different. It was, um, you know, there was was years... um, Prior to that, that I thought, you know, may or maybe a chance. Mm. Um, I, I remember '94. Um, the King was the coach. He'd, he'd coached me um, at club level uh, in '93. Yep. So I thought I might, you know, if I if I was playing well enough, I might be a, a star. But it wasn't to be. Um, you know, even '98, '99, and 2000. You know, I was playing some good football at the yeah. Broncos. Um, some consistent football. Uh, but it wasn't to be, it just wasn't to be. You know, I was up against. Have uh, a look at the back rowers around that area. Era. Well, you, you know, yeah. you look at Darren Smith and Jason Smith, and you know those types of players. Yeah. You know, they, they're very you know good good quality. And and the the hardest thing that you're dealing with is is the number of players from one Bronco from the Broncos club. Yep. You know, you can't put everyone in there. Um, someone's got to miss out. Um, you know, you take that on the chin. Uh, but look. When I, I got the call up in two thousand one, it was it was special. Um, you know, I I was the first Warriors players to yeah Warriors player to uh, represent Queensland, and and we had a uh, the great thing about it that uh, that everyone in that side. I know we were there was a lot of debutants in that side, but we did we'd all either played in finals or, or grand finals. So, so we debutants but experience. That's right. We're, we're accustomed to big, yep. big, the bigger games. It was just that, that particular night, it was the last um, state of origin at the Old Lang Park. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't go past the Caxton um, because there was too many people, too many people on the road. We couldn't get through, so we had a detour. And But, you know, I had family and friends. Uh, the old man was down uh, from Serena, came into the sheds after the game and – yeah, it was, we, it was, we celebrated pretty hard that night. Had a dream come true, Lang Park, the old school Lang Park, not as it is now? Well, so many emotions go through. You know, I, I, I probably the last um, – I, I remember the 2000 and the 2002 um, grand finals and you're singing the national anthem, you know, you're tearing up. And, but that, um, that, that night at uh, Lang Park, the old Lang Park, you know, I was very emotional, you know, crying. Yeah. Just uh, look, it's it's a big journey. Look, it's a long journey to to do, oh, debut God, yeah. at twenty nine uh, or thirty, whatever I was. But 
you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of you know dislocations and 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 busted ligaments and yep. and there's a lot of lot of stitches in that head to to get <laughs> to get to that particular to get to that particular game. So and it's a sacrifice, you know. Not everyone is a you know is a is a Cameron Smith who can play five hundred thousand games, yeah. you know, and and debut at such an early age and and play fifty Origins, you know. Um, everyone has to, has their own journey, but you know, and it's a it's a big sacrifice. What's the one moment or the one memory that stands out from State of Origin for you? Is there one? Um, yeah, I, I, as I said, I I, I think um, the memory that I had was you know, Gordy Tallis is just uh, was leading that first Origin that I was involved with. He. You know, you know Gordy personally, and yep. he's got these crazy eyes, and you just yes. and I, and I've known the Tallis family for a long time. I, I played um, junior footy with his older brother Wally. Wally, yeah. Uh, and uh, look, it was just, uh, and if you look, you look back, um, you know, from under twelves or you know, even you've got you've got all these uh, kids growing up in North Queensland playing. Playing in Townsville or the Foley Shield sort of um, uh, encatchment. Yep. And you'll read names like Wendell Saylor and Gordon Tellis and um, you know Kevin Campion and um, you know just a I loved Gordon. Yeah. I lo- I, I loved his um, passion and I, I loved um, that that um, you, there's no way you're going to lose a game with Gordon in your side. You know. So that first that first game when when Gordy let us out. Uh, being part of that, uh, my my debut, I mean, it was just uh, amazing. Some blokes are leaders, naturally. Some aren't. Some become leaders and some can't. That's what you had a reputation for. Why would your teammates see you as a leader, Campo, if you had to self-assess? I, I, th- I, th- I think I was uh, very honest to the point of um, you know, bringing some, some guys to, to tears. Yep. Um, I never, I never cut a corner. Um, uh, whether it, whether it be um, you know, on the training paddock, I think you know you you don't cut corners on the train paddock because it'll reflect on the field. Yep. Um, and I think you know, I, I just, I um, I led by example, I guess. Um, not that I was a, a, a huge talker or anything like that. I, I just, uh, you know, I, I was very, very harsh on on. And the, at, at the Warriors at, the, at that particular time, they they needed they needed to be um, you know dealt with uh, because some of the things they used to do on the field would you just shake your head at yeah you know what I mean it was very hard to to um, to tone tone them down um, I just tried to show them you know what it was like um, you know to play it this is how the Broncos yep when it, this is how you know if we're good enough, we can be we can be that good. You'd finish your career in Townsville with the Cowboys, really consistent. Everyone knew exactly what they were getting from you every week. You'd retire at thirty-one. Did the body go or did the mind go? No, the body was going. Like I, I, I my last year at the Cowboys, I tore my bicep yep. and, and it put me out for uh, ten weeks, and that was that was um, you know that was. Uh, a big blow, I, I guess. You know, I, I I love playing footy, obviously, and um, 
you know, I think the Cowboys just got me up there to change the. They needed a, a big culture change up yes. there. You know, they were, they thought they were, they weren't winning games. That's for sure. When I first first got there, but they thought they were rock stars. You could go, you could go out at any, any night in the week. One of the boys would be out there on the drink, uh, mm. and that was the culture that they they um, they had up there. Um, took it took uh, twelve months to sort of. Um, Get here, get sort of get everyone on board. Yeah, uh, but again, it was hard work. Billy Johnson was was unbelievable. You know, he was. Um, you know, if you're going to um, change a culture in any side, you need a Billy Johnson. And uh, mate, he he he. My first training session up there, I um, I'd gone up there after the grand final. So it was I've gone from leaving New Zealand at you know it's like. 13 degrees, getting up to Townsville, it's 30 degrees. So, Gee. And I was up there looking for a house and Billy Billy said, mate, yeah, I, was, I rang him, I said, mate, I'm just coming up to have a look for a house. And he goes, yeah, no worries, mate, you just do what you have to do. Anyway, he rings me, for three days into it, I'm, I get a call from Billy, I said, oh, why don't you, you'll come in and train? And I said, oh, I didn't think I had to train. He said, yeah, you've got to come in and train. So I went in there and did a, a weight session and um, he was doing these, like, um, uh, this weight session was just uh, – you know, short intervals, just pumping and out, pumping and out. Anyway, we're doing a prone, prone row, and I was that exhausted after this session. I had, no, I had had no weight on the bar, and I couldn't get the bar off the rack. I was that exhausted really? from from the so, and I I crawled out outside um, the gym area, and I was vomiting uh, on the way out as I was crawling out of the gym area, and everyone's laughing at me. Yeah, Campo, this is what you got to expect, and I'm thinking. I don't need. To, I don't yeah. need this at thirty-one. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to retire. So I rang my wife. I rang my wife at, at the time. I said, I just think I, I might call it quits. I'm yeah. just going. I don't want to put my body through this for another, you know, two years. And uh, took me two years. Uh, took me twelve months to acclimatise. Mm. Um, even though I was from North Queensland, it was just the training was just relentless. Like Billy, and that humidity. Yeah. Uh, but everything was intense. Yep. There was no – like, Billy, there was no shortcuts. I remember um, one particular day, we, we, pre-season we'd do a, like a, a cardio session, like 10, 10 on the a run uh, – sorry, 10 on the bike, 10 on the rower, and then you'd go outside and do seven laps in 10 minutes. Okay, so this particular day. so And I, I dehydrate really quickly. Okay. Really, really quickly. So I can go bang. I remember I was Adelaide, we were playing in Darwin, and, and I, I didn't last a, a half because I dehydrate really quick. Anyway, I've done the 10 on the bike, I've done the 10 on the row, and then I've had, had to go, on out, go out and do the seven laps in 10 minutes. So I'm um, so doing the laps, and first one's cruel, second, third, fourth. It's good to me, you know, seventh lap. Yep. And I've missed my time by 0. 0.03 of a second, or 0. 0.3 second of a second, or even three seconds. The penalty was I had to do an 80k bike ride. 80k. So I had to ride 80 because I missed by three seconds. I was oh. the oldest in the in the squad. He made me do an 80k bike ride, and it's just it was just one thing after another after another after another. It's just but I you know by the by in you know 12 months later I just loved you know I was doing the extra stuff with the with the younger boys showing them you know. This is what we've got to do. Billy Johnson, a legendary hooker, played for the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, former Australian middleweight champion as well. <laughs> Very tough unit, and him in strength and conditioning revolutionised the game. It revolutionised how individuals trained and how they performed. And Campo, you're not alone in being uh, 
Billy Johnston victim. But what Billy and yourself did was set up a mentality in North Queensland that got them to their first grand final. Yeah, yeah, look, um, and also Muzza. Muzza, Muzza yeah. was, uh, you know, obviously a, 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 a big um, influence on that. He was a great man manager and, um, and he, he knew how to bring a side together. Yeah, he um, did. He had a wonderful uh, assistant coach, Neil Henry. Yep, and it just worked. Look, like look, you know, but also winning. You know, winning bring, breeds confidence, yep. and and when you're winning, nothing else matters. You know, it doesn't matter how bad you're playing. You still, you know, you still. It might you may have one or one or two players playing bad, but you know you can you can rectify it the next week. But um, by the end of the uh, 2004 um, season, you know, we'd, we'd made our first finals. Uh, we'd beaten the Broncos for the first time. Yeah. And, and, um, and we were one game away from a, a grand final, which was unbelievable. You know, we're very, the Roosters are very lucky that they played in that 2004 grand final because uh, we, we certainly deserve to be there as well. Six clubs in 11 years. Who's your team? Oh, the Broncos always, um, you know, have always because they had so much success there. Uh, the Warriors and St George, you know, I, I, you know, I had such a, a wonderful time, and the families had such a wonderful time at the at the Warriors. We, yeah. uh, we just, um, you know, they really, they really put their, um, you know, arms, arms out for us and welcomed us. So that'll be a, um, a bit of a highlight, I think. Uh, Look, I love the Warriors and the Broncos. Um, I only had one year at St George. St George, you know, I'm a lot of St George people still recognise you, yeah, uh, because they had such a, a, a great following and they're you know such a traditional club. Yep. Um, you know, my first year at the Gold Coast Seagulls, um, I've got so many good friends from from that particular time. Some great stories from those old days. That's for sure. A wonderful career, mate. Kevin Campy and you, sir, are a legend. We hope you enjoyed this Legend Series interview with one of my personal favourites, Kevin Campion. Make sure you come back soon, legends.